It gives me great pleasure to introduce you guys to Peter from the band Hypocrisy. Welcome, Peter. Thank you very much. Glad to be there I'm, or here I'm, or I'm, how you see it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm absolutely <laughs> stoked, stoked to have you on the show. Um, like, I'm, I'm a big, pain, uh, big fan of Hypocrisy and Pain as well. Oh, um, thank you. Uh, I really love my sort of industrial metal. Uh, yeah. and electronic infused metal and stuff like that and and yeah i i i yeah i've got i've got a few i've got your albums and stuff like that and it's just like this is great for me i love it <laughs> thank you thank you very much but we're not here to I talk mean, about it's... pain unfortunately no no no, no exactly but <laughs> thank you anyhow no it's all good and and um well we're here to talk about hypocrisy today uh you guys are about to release a brand new album uh at the end of november uh the 26th of november to be specific um yeah called worship um and uh yeah i've been fortunate enough to hear it and and i'm loving it um uh away from the like the songs you've released already uh which was chemical whore and uh dead world um yeah and stuff like that i'm i'm loving um was it children of the gray and um gods of the underground all right cool and and yeah just like it's i mean We'll get we'll get onto the sort of like ins and outs of the album in a moment, but I just want to sort of tell you how much I like it, really, to start with. Oh, that's <laughs> nice of you. Thank you. Man. <laughs> um, no, that's all good. And and yeah, it, it's 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 your first album in eight years. Yeah, um, that seems to be the most documented thing on there. And and it's yeah, it, it's. I mean, you know, what 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 took you so long on that front? <laughs> what was well, the- I think everybody knows that that follows what I do knows that uh, I've been pretty busy for the last eight years Hmm. i mean uh having three bands at the same time yeah and touring with three bands at the same time it's really hard to juggle all the balls in the air so to speak because most of the shit always lands on me or everything lands on me (laughs) unfortunately so i mean there's been a lot of albums in between and there's still a couple albums to come that's got in between so to speak over the eight years so i mean we we were constantly touring, both with Pain, Hypocrisy, and Lindemann. Yeah. I mean, not constantly with Lindemann, but at the end of the of the era we had, we started to really touring as well with that. So that even made it even more stressy, you know, to do all all these things. And uh, time flies, yeah. and I wasn't really motivated to write anything because I couldn't really focus on what I wanted to do with Hypocrisy. Okay. Uh, the only thing I I lately i always stuck to is like keep hypocrisy hypocrisy and that that's actually why i started pain in 97 96 you know because i had more ideas but that would fuck up hypocrisy <laughs> and its style and i didn't really want to do that because in the mid 90s all the death metal bands started going different ways uh you know leaving the death metal uh kind of thing and then moved on and it's i think it's a natural progression you know for bands to to start developing it was the same with us uh the two first albums we did with hypocrisy i was very influenced by the late 80s and and 90s uh, beginning of 90s uh uh death metal bands like morbid angel deicide entombed so that's what I wanted to play. Yeah. So that's what I did. And then on the third album, you start developing your own kind of things to put in there. And it took us 10 years to, to find our, uh, our unique style. I would say you can definitely tell when you hear hypocrisy, it sounds like hypocrisy. Yeah. 
even if you don't know it, it is hypocrisy. <laughs> so, so I, I, you should uh, value that and, and you should protect that, I would say. So now with this album in, in mind, I just wanted to keep hypocrisy, hypocrisy and just write good, good songs, better songs with a fatter production. And yeah. I think that's what we did. Michael and Horde, they contribute with a couple of riffs each, but, and of course my son, Sebastian wrote that world uh, that me and him had in a project before I started to write for hypocrisy. So our father and son project kind of gave me a bloody tooth in 2017. So 2018 and 19, the new hypocrisy album is written and recorded. So So did um, like lockdown and whatnot stop you guys from releasing it early or was it a more of a sort of conscientious kind of decision that front? I don't know. There was still touring with hypocrisy in 2019. <laughs> we did a headline tour in America. We did a, a support tour for Amon Amart. And these, and in between, there was a lot of things, you know, fixing the hypocrisy album, uh, making the Lindemann, the last Lindemann album as well at yeah. the same time. So there was a lot of things going on. And, uh, but, you know, after, um, when the lockdown, happened that's when i was supposed to uh, start mixing hypocrisy album but i felt like eh, i'm not in a hurry so i just laid on the couch for a half a year and got fat <laughs> and eating and, and just trying to recharge yeah from, from a, a busy 30 years in this so yeah. after that i just jumped in and mixed it and then we were just sitting and then we figured out, like, okay, we can't release this within three, four months after I, I give them the, the master because nobody can print because all the restrictions yeah. during the, the pandemic and things. Uh, now they talked about, like, no, it's nine months now because, you know, if you want to release the violence at the same time, there's nobody there to, that, that can do it, you know, because they're overworked and yeah. underpopulated, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. So that made it even longer process. Was there any um, like temptation to go back and tinker with the album in that time, or were you happy with once it was done? It was done. It was I, I, t- I, I mean, I, I tinkled a little bit while I was mixing it, but in, in a different way. Yeah, you know, I, I some I could change around with some s- stuff here and there, but nothing major. So I would I would say it, it was a good plan to, to to write the album during this eighteen and nineteen and then put it aside and then come back and mix it a year after almost. Yeah. Uh, so uh, fresh ears and then it, it was a lot easier. Yeah, yes. for sure. Some stuff I took away, basically the vocal stuff I got a little picky with and took away some stuff and uh, yeah, j- just rearranging it yeah. after uh, resting your ears, so to speak. Yeah, I was going to say, does this like because I've asked a few bands this in in the time, and it's differed in answer. But like with with the sort of like lockdown that happens for everyone, a lot of people's albums, same sort of like situation as yours, were kind of done just as like you know a year or two, or like it was done by the lockdown. Um, and then during the lockdown, they kind of didn't know whether to release it or anything like that. Um, but some of them went back and like I say tinkered with it, rewrote parts, things like that because they had the time to do it. But would this, does yeah. this, like, because of what's happened, does this, would this change your sort of like future album writing? Like, actually, like, purposely having um, that break? Because, like you say, like, fresh ears, like, on listening to the mix and things like that and getting that mix done, 
do you think you would do that for like future albums or do you think that is something that is just just because this has happened it was just fortunate enough to have that happen you know happen yeah yeah no 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 it, it, it was just it, it just happened because of the 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 situation yeah. i would say and uh normally when, when you mix you, you start getting the 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 ground sets together so to speak yeah and from there on it's always good to to only mix for three hours a day yes you know mix a little bit go home because as soon as you walk out of the studio go home and sit for a half an hour an hour or whatever and then go back there your ears are fresh to be honest yeah so you don't need a half year <laughs> or anything you just need a few hours yeah okay Cool. No, I was, I was just curious on that front. Um, on the yeah. and uh, what I want to touch back on actually is just just a bit of your past. Just before we talk about a bit more in depth about the album, like your your time in Florida. Now, yeah. this, this is something that I've had personal experience with as well. I lived in Florida for uh, five or six years. Um, I was oh, in, cool. I was in Tampa, and um, okay. Um, it was it was a bit more recent. It was in the last sort of. I, I came back to England in 2017, so I went out there at 2012. Yeah, it makes sense. 2012. Um, all right, but no, I just I, like it. Kind of, I don't, I don't know about for you because obviously you, you're very sort of influenced by the the bands that were around there at that time. Because um, the 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 death metal scene in 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 Florida was is legendary in that respect. Yeah, um, and I was fortunate to be there from eighty eight yeah. to ninety one, seeing all these bands popping up, and yeah, it was insane, and it influenced me a lot. Yeah, sure. I was just, I, I just wanted to sort of like align on, on that, and just sort of say like because my time out there, I I spent quite a bit of time with local bands they're not necessarily death metal but all different styles and it really did invigorate my kind of like because i used to be in a band back in the early 2000s and did that for a long time but i kind of like fell out of love with it if that makes sense oh yeah yeah, but sometimes you know if if the heart is not there it doesn't make sense to do it you will just either drag your your uh, partners down or or you (laughs) will just be miserable you know, it's these two things. If you're not happy with the thing and you really think hard about it, not not just like so, some kind of impulse and go, oh, I don't like this anymore. Yeah. That's stupid. But if, if you really start thinking about it more and more, and then you have to make a decision, I guess, because otherwise you drag down the rest of the guys in the band or yeah. or yourself even. You know, you, you make yourself a really miserable man. Yeah, this is very true. This is very true. Um, but like just being out there, it was it was a totally different kind of, scene if you will to give it a name yeah. um a lot of bands like just along with their musical sort of like styles and everything they were doing which was very good um the scene that they had the the the, the community that they've still yeah. got out there is amazing um yeah kind of reminded me of, of back when here and then kind of as i fell out of love with it it was like it wasn't my generation anymore kind of thing yeah kind of fat, I, I don't know what what would happen I can only tell you what happened between 88 and 91 yeah. in Florida. <laughs> and I, I lived down in Fort Lauderdale Okay, uh, yes. at the time. So it was a little further down, but all the Tampa bands and, and, you know, even Cannibal Corpse moved down to Tampa or Orlando. I can't remember from yeah. Buffalo and things. And there was a lot of people emigrating down to Florida uh, because all the, the friends you had, they were never from Florida. They were always from somewhere else. Either yeah, the parents true. moved down and they did, or you know, when they got 18 or something, they just packed their shit and went down themselves. Yeah. So, I mean, it's different for different people there. But most of them, there was nobody that really actually was from Florida. <laughs> yeah, no, this is true. There was only, I think I met like maybe three or four native Floridians. Um, yeah, but the yeah. rest were from 
northern territories around that area they've come down for the sun and uh yeah and the beaches and and you know and i guess you know whatever lifestyle they wanted to have so yeah <laughs> and, but it was great we went down to a place in hollandale it's like between uh fort lauderdale and miami yeah. and it was a place called treehouse at that time and every weekend there was bands playing there anything from obituary to you name it you know it, it was a it was a great thing to be a part of to go there every weekend drink some beers and watch some really cool music that you never even you know bands you, you never even heard of yeah off. so uh sadists and, and all, all these bands and it was like wow <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> believe it i was like really is this the, the demo stadium of, of, of american bands holy shit sweden sucks <laughs> because they're all fucking good you know that play there uh, because I didn't realize that, you know, they put the boundaries down for what the hell is was going to happen. Yeah. It's, um, no, it's, it's still a hell of a place for music. It's, um, I, I found it like, like you say, local venues and stuff like that. I, I had a few around me, uh, the Orpheum, the, uh, in Tampa, the, um, a uh, couple of venues in St. Petersburg as well. Um, which, yeah. which were like just amazing. Just like the lineup of bands they had, not just local, but national touring acts and stuff like that. Uh, and the, yeah, co- yeah, and the yeah. cost, the cost, it was so damn cheap. So damn yeah, cheap. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that is a big bugbearer coming back here and paying for tickets. And so, yeah, I, I mean, we, we <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, we, we, we had a, a good, uh, me and my friends, we, we had a good schedule every week. We knew when there was, um, uh, 50 cent a bear yep. in every place in certain days. So we went to these, okay, on Monday we go there because, you know, a picture two bucks. <laughs> uh, or whatever. And we went to all these places every fucking day. We knew everyone who had special prices and shit. And you just had a blast, to be honest. <laughs> I, I think, you know, they, they had a place called Button South where I saw a uh, creator there. I think they played in 88, 89. I, I can't remember exactly year. And uh, uh, Summer at the Beach, it was called. It was another place that uh, where I saw a testament on... New World Order and a lot of bands there came there. There was like a bigger, fancier place, like fifteen hundred, two thousand people, yeah. I, if I can remember. And it it was just great. You just went everywhere. You could go every day. I mean, I was eighteen years old. I had a fake ID. I was just going <laughs> everywhere. It was great. Nice. And uh, <laughs> you know, so we went to all these fucking places, and it was amazing. Watching bands and drinking beers. Amazing. It's awesome. love it. Um. Well, I mean, back back to you guys' album. Um, back to the, the emotional part. Um, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> um, just I forgot about that. No, it's all right. It's all right. It's all good. I just like to get you know because I know some people you know like to get it on track and everything because we could waffle for hours yeah. otherwise. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah um, like, um, it's due out on like I say the twenty sixth of November. Um, and like I so said, you've released the two tracks already. Do you have any other tracks mm-hmm. planned for release before it, or are you keeping those? And then the rest of it's just going to come out. On no, uh, on Friday, actually, uh, Children of the Grey is coming out. Oh, amazing. Yeah, with an animated video. Uh, the same guy who did the uh, Carcass yeah. animated video. Uh, Custom something. A really cool guy. Yes. And he did an amazing job. He actually customized the work for us, you know, uh, w- with the meaning of the lyrics and everything. So it's, it's an amazing story he made, I think. No, that's that's amazing because I love that track. It's actually my favorite track on the album. 
Oh, so, cool. Thank so, you. So, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty, that's, that's really good. Um, I look forward to seeing that on Friday. And, um, yeah, no, yeah. I just like, like, what, what, what sort of, because obviously you've gone, you've gone with the name Worship and the artwork kind of, um, shows, uh, what's the word? It's like a, kind of like a Mayan temple, but it's sci-fi, if that makes sense. Um, people worshipping and whatnot. Um, but what's the sort of, yeah. Uh, go on. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, what, what is there a story that goes through the album? Have you got a particular theme um, throughout the yeah. album? Or, um, and yeah, just sort of what, 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 you know, what is it? I mean, I came up with this cover in 2017, I think in a hotel room in uh, LA. And I just, I was laying in the bed, I was going to sleep. I don't know what I was doing there because I, I went to LA a couple of times a year just to write music and just being hanging with my friends and shit. But, uh, yeah, I got this epiphany or whatever you call it, you know, <laughs> and, uh, I just found, a, um, this, um, napkin and I just started drawing on it because I knew what I wanted, but I did, I don't know how to draw for shit. you know. <laughs> so I, I draw this really shitty, uh, pyramid on a napkin with, with, uh, uh, the, the, the hippo crosses. Yeah. And, uh, I, Immediately told my uh, uh, friend uh, Gerardo, that's CEO of Nuclear Blast in America, I was like, can you help me get this thing together? And he helped me brain, brainstorm with this thing. And I said, I wanted, like, in the 70s, you remember Electric Light Orchestra? Yeah. Uh, they had, like, their logo as a spaceship. And were, I think Boston had it, too. And I was like, I want to do something, like, get the crosses to be spaceships and shit, you know? And while I was doing that, I was like, fuck, it should be called Worship. It was just right there. When, when I could imagine my... Uh, the cover uh, it was just like okay this is worship yeah and then i started to to write lyrics and stuff for that i mean of course blake armstrong did a killer job with this he he did more than i i could expect you know when, when uh nuclear blast sent it over to him and tried to make it happen you know like my ideas and my visions so to speak you know and he took it wow even further so I, i'm really happy with that but Worship, I mean, it's, it's just what society is today, you know, yeah. in, in the society with, with algorithms and uh, artificial intelligence tells you what to do. Yes. And, and you see all this shit, you know, either you, you worship the left, you worship the right, you, you worship uh, uh, the climate change, you, you worship um, bloggers, you, you worship uh, sports stars. You name it. It's about fucking worshipping every fucking thing. You can't be normal on nothing, you know? Yeah. It's just all the way with all kinds of shit, you know? And it, maybe we should have called it fanatic. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, worshipping or fanatic is kind of the same thing, but in a different way, I would say. Yes, no, it's definitely. No, that's kind of like... So that, that, that runs through a, 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 a red line through lyrics on all the songs, I would say. Yeah, I was going to say, that's how it felt. Like, when I was listening to it, it was very, like, have, having that kind of, like, um, it's, that, it's almost like that kind of, like, worshipping false idols, if you will. It, it's that kind of, like yeah. you say, we worship, like, TV celebrities, bloggers, um, you know, flavour of the religion, month, Netflix, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. You know, and, it, and it, it, yeah. it's that constant kind of, like, people are trying to find something to follow because they don't, don't have anything else or don't feel that they have any no there there's no normal guidelines anymore it's all gone yeah you know 
Like yeah. be uh, live well, be be polite. You know, <laughs> yeah. treat people as you want to be treated. There is nothing like that anymore. It's just like everyone for themselves and you know their own little world, the bubble. I'm I'm not blaming everybody else. I'm blaming myself as well because sometimes I get really fanatic too. Yeah, yeah. No, so I mean, same here. It's it's kind of you know I, I live by the sort of like <laughs> the following someone on it like fanatically, but. Bill and Ted, like it's that be excellent to each other, you know, that kind of thing. That's, you know, yeah, uh, sort of thing that I have, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah. you know, I'm not following Keanu and, and everyone around. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> what you, but that simple thing is, yeah, it's just like that, that isn't really there um, as such. So it's, yeah, no, I definitely felt that throughout the album. That's why I was asked the, uh, that particular question. I just wanted to make sure it was something like that and not something completely different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but but I mean, also you know, I also you know, there's also like Gods of the Underground, and it's based on like really the Earth is like a honeycomb, you know, full yeah. of uh, caverns everywhere, and this is my story. I believe that you know we've been, I don't know how many civilizations has been extincted on this Earth since they believably say it's four and a half billion years old earth, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a, a lot of civilization come and go, I, I would say. Yeah. And, and I think some of them survived by going underground. And so that's really, you know, a little bit about the bloodline and everything, how they survived and, and kept on ruling earth. Like, uh, for instance, the, the Homo sapiens sapiens has been uh, detected on Earth 150,000 years ago. I mean, the more smart, smarter version of people, so to speak, not the Neanderthals or, or anything like that. But, you know, what we are today, they discovered them in, in Africa and they saw how, how they moved up the Middle East and then to Europe and then to Asia and then America, blah, blah, blah. But for the last 150 years, not 150,000, but 150 years, all suddenly the, the evolution of, of, of uh, the Homo sapiens sapiens just exploded. We got so much smarter. We started developing and blah, blah, blah. So I think, you know, someone tampered with our DNA to, to help us a little on the, on the, uh, on the way, you know, yeah. to, to develop as people eating with forks and sitting on chairs. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, but I think that we kind of overdid it, and that's really also what the, the cover is about, you know? We're fucking it up instead now. Yeah. It, it went too far. So so now they're coming back to collect and to uh, punish us, really. That's how you can see the, the, the song Worship is all about. Yeah, definitely. It's... Um no, we definitely as a, as a as a people accelerated, like not just like technology and everything, but yes, we have uh, in at least the last hundred and fifty years, everything has kind of like you say exploded and accelerated. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I've got a couple of questions left for you, Peter. If that's all right, mm -hmm. um, yeah, sort of like just to round it up and everything, if that's cool, and then I yeah, can yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but these are sort of my generic questions, if you will. <laughs> um, but what, <laughs> what I want to find out from you, um, first of all, is your three most pivotal albums um, that kind of defined your 
I don't know what, your career and yourself, like kind of like the, the the album you've heard and you wanted to become a musician. Um, you know, the one that made you want to play metal, for instance, um, and things like that. Yeah. What, what if you could whittle them down to like three? What would those sort of like moments or albums be? Ooh, that's tricky. I, I would say Kiss Destroyer mm. uh, from '76. Um, yeah, I, I got a live one in 76 but then i bought i i still think like this is kiss sergeant pepper album yeah i know you know and it blew me away uh that would be one of them and i would say also the rise and fall of Ziggy stardust from 72 yeah i would say also paved the way for me but when it comes to the more brutal stuff, when you wanted to be somebody, so to speak, you know, <laughs> when you wanted to be a metal star or whatever you want to call it, I would say Welcome to Hell uh, with uh, Venom in 81. Yeah. Because they just went all the way. I mean, you thought Kiss was cool in the 70s, and then, you know, yeah. <laughs> Venom came out, and they just <laughs> blew everybody away. They were bitching at everybody left and right and telling everybody to fuck off. And they were really rebels, you know? Yeah. And also with, with the, the black magic stuff they had in, in their uh, lyrics. So, yeah, I would, actually, black metal would put that more defined, yeah. I would say. So there you have three three albums. Those are absolutely super- All different from each other. Yeah, no, I mean, but they're all superb. I mean, Kiss, I'm a Kiss fan, so, you know, yeah. it's... They're, they're, a, they're a legacy on their own, not just sort of like for everything they've done for the kind of rock world, um, the way they've kind of made it. Yeah, they influenced us 70s guys yeah. who's playing in music, you know, to do, I, I think, a lot of us yeah. uh, for, for what we are. And I think, you know, David Bowie inspired uh, Kiss, you know, and... But yeah, you had also Alice Cooper that inspired Kiss and yeah. things like that. But I, I think it all goes in a thread all the way back to Beatles because I'm a huge fucking Beatles fan. Yeah, and there's nobody who can write music like these guys. Yeah, and I will stand for that till no. I die. <laughs> That's I mean that, that, that yeah I mean the I mean being from the land of the Beatles and my mother was an absolute huge Beatles fan um because yeah. she was around in like the sort of 60s and, and whatnot to to see them in their prime and, and whatnot and uh yeah just having that Damn. in the household and listening to them and and you know at one point i i took the oath and and covered one of their songs and uh, <laughs> me too <laughs> um, and, and it's sort of it's one of those things should i do this should i be doing this yes i should um yeah but you know and and it, uh, it's just sort of going back to that far and just sort of having that in my life anyway the beatles yes i mean yeah and and that was actually a huge influence by for kiss you know i know paul stanley and gene simmons were huge beatles fans and they always wanted to be uh you know (laughs) paul and john yeah yeah from when they started and things but (laughs) i mean yeah there's nothing that touches beatles nothing and uh, i mean elvis presley yeah for sure but he never wrote any music you know he was a great singer a great artist but he never really wrote anything. I think he has a few credits on there, but yeah. you know, the Beatles guys, they did everything themselves. They invented also the way how to produce together with George Martin. They did. Oh, yeah. we need this. And George Martin had to scratch his hair and just went, okay, <laughs> let's do it like this. You know, Oh, now we want it like this. So, I mean, they're, they are insane. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. That's all I can say. No, that's all good. And and uh, Venom as well. Venom, I think that goes without saying. They are iconic. Oh um, yeah, they of, they started the black metal. They did. Nobody else did. Yeah, they they are very like and like you say, they were kind of like you know they were pissing everyone off or they were telling everyone to fuck yeah. Off. And it's just sort they of, were punk rockers, exactly, you know, like Sex like, Pistols. Yeah, it was, but in a brutal way. Yeah, yeah, there was like a brutal punk band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that influenced Fuck the yeah. entire genre. Um, yeah, which is really cool. And and yeah, um, yeah, like some Bowie. I mean, you know, there's so many superlatives you can say about Bowie. He's so versatile. It's different song. I know, and he he always reinvent himself. That's also yeah. another thing that really blows my mind. Anything from when he was just this troubadour kind of thing to when he went into the glam things and then he went into the disco with let's dance and yeah. then he, or even before that with heroes and stuff and, and even on the last album he reinvented himself again you know before he died yeah i mean the production is insane yes it is. everything is insane the songs are so weird and so good yeah yeah it was uh it was a hell of a leaving present on that front <laughs> yeah <laughs> that that album um and i mean i've got loads of his stuff on vinyl right next to me in fact um and i i'm, I'm often listening to him like throughout the ages even through yeah. sort of like i i, I was i was just a little disappointed when he started to I, I mean he was a great uh elvis presley amateur but when he started to sing like that it started kind of on a diamond dog he, he changed his vocals totally to more yeah. just deeper thing and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I, I really like, you know, Hunky Dory. I, I, I like uh, Out of Insane and uh, also uh, the Rise and Fall of Siggy. But yeah, I mean, music wise, he became more like he wanted to be like uh, Rolling Stones somehow for me. Yeah. How I think, you know, he turned from, from this glammy stuff into more Rolling Stones kind of music with an Elvis voice. Yeah. But still writing great music. You don't get me wrong at all. You know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then in '77 with Heroes, he did a, a new leap, so to say. And then in Let's Dance, he did another leap in yeah. a different way. So he was just constantly moving. Yeah, yeah. No one could touch him. <laughs> no, nope. only John and Paul. Only John and Paul. Yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. definitely. Yeah, uh, but, well, but those were different days. You know, '60s. Yes. Uh, the technology and you know, music was pretty new at that time still yeah. you know even though bill haley would rock around the clock and, and things like that in, in the 50s and stuff but you know yeah definitely definitely um well i've got a final question for you peter and uh, then i'll let you go um what mm -hmm. i mean you're probably, you're probably gonna i know how you're probably gonna answer this but um what are your hobbies away from music um so uh, you know when you're not writing your three bands what are you doing checking the news all checking over the world I don't know. I got some kind of fetish of this now. I don't know what's going on. Call it a doom fetish, don't they? Or doom scrolling. Um. Yeah, it'll make you fucking go insane. Reading all these news and, and hearing stupid people. And oh my God, it's just insane. It's almost you want to run for, for politicians soon. Yeah. It's just insane world we live in. These people has nothing to do with the, with the people. You know, only about their own careers. Yeah. They're such a stuck up fucking selfish motherfuckers. Anyone from left side and from the right side in the middle, they're all in for one thing to fucking increase their bank account and their egos. Yeah. That's all they do. Look at this fucking G20 meeting. They ain't going to fucking do shit. They just stand there and 
telling people, yeah, it's going to be great, mm, blah, blah, blah. The only thing they do, raise the taxes for everybody. So we hate them even more. <laughs> and nothing really is going to change. People are still going to drive their cars. I mean, they do electric cars. Yeah, but where are we going to get the fucking electricity from? Oh, coal factories. Oh, great. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. Stupid, stupid people. Okay, you know, and all these fucking uh, uh, propellers everywhere. They don't generate enough. You can't fucking even plug in a Tesla to one of these things. Because it, the, the amps that it needs, it's not enough. They have to come up with something better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. I've, oh, it gives I've, me a fucking stomachache. I does. just get so mad it because does. they're not smart enough. You know, no. of course we need to save the fucking world. There's no doubt about it, but just try to do it right. Yeah. And just watching it happen is just, it's painful. I mean, I sat through when I was going back to when I was living in Florida, um, cause yeah. I, I'm not, I didn't go for citizenship or anything like that. So I couldn't vote. But I watched the election. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me neither. And and I just I went through and, and saw and I, I called it from the start. I said Trump's gonna be there at the end. Because he's yeah. <laughs> the way he's playing this he's game. Because he's insane. He's insane. He's insane. He, he doesn't give a shit about any, these old rules about the old blood that's been inside uh Washington DC. He just went out and told everybody to fuck up and exactly. I guess people like that. And people like that and it got him front page on everything. So a lot of people probably wouldn't read the news but see his face everywhere. So you go, oh yeah, I vote for that see- guy. I vote for that guy. Yeah. You know? And yeah we got cut off. So um I don't know if the powers that be were uh in control of this and cut my power but a power cut hit my house. And, uh, yeah, um, it actually corrupted the audio files as well, which I managed to salvage, um, thanks to my, uh, skills as an audio engineer, I suppose, uh, and the equipment that I've got, I managed to actually salvage them because it wasn't opening and everything. So I actually got this interview to you after a little bit of stress and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, really enjoyed speaking to Peter. Uh, I want to thank him now. If he does listen back to this in any way, um, thank you for this interview. I'm really enjoying it. Everyone go check out the album. It is out on the 26th of November. Nuclear Blast have got it. Uh, it's called Worship. Um, so go check out the tracks that are out now. Uh, there should be two, maybe... Th- there should be three now, actually. So go check that out on the streaming services. Pre-order the album. All that kind of good stuff. And, uh, yeah, until next time. Um, yeah, have a good one, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>